Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Yes, let's. And let's start this show by introducing myself like a professional person would. I'm Alicia, the host of the Bride Chiller podcast. So delighted to be spending this time with you if you are new to this here podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm the host. I'm Australian. I live in London. I love talking about weddings. I am your virtual bridesmaid. I am here to help you. I am a confidant. I will answer your questions. I will put out your wedding fires and uh, that was a good one just made that one up on the spot and I will also put out your questions to my lovely bride chiller and groom chiller friends who also listen to the show and provide excellent feedback as you will hear on today's episode we've got some great questions and we've got some great responses to recent episodes of the show where I have put out the call to say if you think differently if you have an opinion get in touch such a wonderful active community that we have here And especially considering this week, I put out a message on the Facebook pagey wall. It's called Facebook, is what we call it. It's where I met my husband, hilariously. Bride Chiller podcast Facebook page is what I am talking about. If you haven't liked it, do it, because there's lots of fun shit happening there. Uh, I put out a message saying, if anyone would like to perhaps contribute to the newly launched Bride Chiller blog. Now, I've always had a website, don't get me wrong. But I've never sort of done long form posts. I do show notes, which is just basically a quick bit of info about each episode. So if you want to find something, search for something, links, if I'm doing an interview, I always put it up there. But I've never really done long form blog posts because I don't have the time. (laughs) Again, if you're new to this, you'll learn very quickly. I have a full time job. I work in TV and I love my job and I love doing this. I also host another podcast with my husband, Richard. And Richard, that makes him sound like he's in trouble. Rich is what we all call him. It's called Significant Other. So if I had another 26 hours up my sleeve, I would pump out the blog posts because I'm a writer by trade. That's what I do. However, unfortunately, the universe has not given me those 26 hours. But I had this sort of epiphany a few weeks ago, well, last week on the tube, on the London tube, riding to work with all the miserable people. And I'm like, why the hell have I not asked my lovely listeners to share their bride chiller and groom chiller stories via the blog? Because you are a wealth of information. You're a wealth of resources out there. I have learned so much from you. Some of my best wedding hacks and tips have come directly from the mouth of babes, bride chiller babes. And really... Besides the fact, you know, I know you're all very, you're very busy as well. There's no doubt about it. But if we all come together and work together, we can build this blog. We can make it happen as a community. So I just put this random message up saying, look, if anyone's interested in maybe blogging occasionally, it doesn't have to be a full-time commitment. You could do it once. You could do it 40 times um, throughout your wedding planning process. I would love to hear from you. And I created a little form, a little questionnaire, and it's gone off. It has gone off. And I am so delighted because I have bride chillers. I haven't received a groom chiller yet. I'm going to put a special call out. If you are a groom chiller, I would love to hear from you. If you are a same-sex couple, I would also love to hear from you. We've got lots of straighties out there at the moment, and I love you straighties. But I also want to represent my groom chillers and my same-sexies. But it has been so nice 
reading these intro questionnaires, which I am now molding, melding into your intro blog posts that it's going to say, hey, I'm Mandy. This is where I'm from. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'd like to write about. It has been so good because I feel like I'm getting to know you all that little bit more. And as you hear, I always answer your voice messages. I love when you give me a little tidbit about your life, why you like the show, where you listen, what you do for a living. And this is just another window into the world of my bride chiller people. My bride chillers. It's like I own you all. Dear. Oh, dear. So if you are interested, if you haven't followed the page, I also put out a word to my newsletter subscribers. So if you didn't receive this call out and you would like to get in touch, just send me an email. Visit thebridechiller.com and uh, either myself or lovely Jess will get back to you with a link to the questionnaire and uh, just a little bit of information about what we're after. As I said, this isn't something that we want you to feel stressed about contributing every week. We really want this to be free-flowing and fun. And some people have said, I would like to keep a diary because I think it'd be nice to look back on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a cracking idea. Other people are saying, look, I'd like to just contribute once every couple of months when something happens that I think is interesting. Or I have a certain amount of topics that I'd really like to cover and that's it. I am completely open. There's no rules. There are no rules here. No rules. Okay, we are here to answer questions and answer questions we shall do. Let's crack on with our very first voice message from today's episode. Hi, Alicia. My name is Jennifer from Brooklyn, New York. I wanted to say thank you so much for all of the advice and help that you've provided. I have been with my fiance for seven years, but only engaged for four months. You can't blame a girl for having a short engagement after being in a relationship for so long, but it's been perfect. Thanks for all of your help. Um, we did though, run into a little rough patch. Um, my fiance's siblings, uh, a week to go to the wedding have, um, decided not to come. And the only reason why we found out is because we followed up with them. This of course has made my fiance very upset and discouraged. And I wanted your advice on how to handle, um, family disappointment, especially when it comes to a week before the wedding. Um, other than that, our friends and our church family and the rest of our family has been very supportive. And, you know, I've been a bride chilla and he's been a groom chilla, except that of because of this bump in the road. Um, thank you for all of your help. And I, you know, anyone who tells me that they're engaged, the first thing I say is they should download your, your podcast because it has completely changed my life. Thank you so much for all of your help and happy days. Jennifer, well, I firstly want to say happy wedding week. I'm so delighted that you have made it this far. And yes, it does suck to have this small road bump, small little thing that is uh, a big thing. Let's not, let's not sort of underplay the fact that this is an emotional thing that's been cast upon you at the last minute. And that sucks. It really sucks. Let's acknowledge that. But let's also power on because that's what you've got to do. I think one of the things that really stands out to me hosting this show and hearing your voice messages and receiving your emails is that families can be shit. Let's be honest. Sometimes they can be unwittingly shit and not realizing what they're doing. Of course, we don't have all the information, the ins and outs as to why your partner's siblings have decided not to attend your wedding. And at this stage, it probably doesn't matter because unless they're going to come around and make big decisions to attend and problems will be solved that way, that's probably not the issue. 
I think for me, when you hear these sort of things, you go, I don't know if sometimes families realize the way that they behave can be letting you down so much. Sometimes we're so used to being around people and uh, we're used to the the outcome of things when it comes to families. We talk to each other in a way that's probably a lot more relaxed than you would to friends or new people in your life. And sometimes it takes an outside person to make you realize that their behavior is completely unreasonable or your behavior is unreasonable. I'm not saying you, Jennifer. This is more of a general thing. But in this situation, it feels, I feel sad that this is happening. And as you said, your partner's obviously upset. And the fact that whatever reason they are not attending is probably not the biggest dent of this. It's the fact that they haven't told you, which is, look, from an outsider's perspective, I think quite rude, not even connecting it to whatever the reasoning is behind them not attending. I don't think I can provide any solace or, you know, problem solving from this outside perspective, but I can say that what's most important is that you're both there, obviously, on the day and that you have people that want to be there and attend and support you. And for whatever reason, they are not attending is one of those situations that I think you sort of have to bury a little bit and move on with enjoying the day and trying to put aside that disappointment. I don't know if this is something that he can approach them and sort of say, why, what's going on? I feel really sad that you didn't let us know. Not only from the fact that it's his siblings not attending the wedding, but also the fact you've probably counted for them on, uh, you know, invitation stuff, catering, all the rest of it. So not only is it emotionally disappointing, it's also a bit of a shit that you have to go and undo however many people from your plans. It's really sad and annoying. I will just say that outright, but I do think you need to put your head down, girlfriend, and just power on and say, well, it's a shame. They're going to miss out on a wonderful day. They're going to miss out on celebrating this. And whether this is a an argument or a disagreement or a money thing, I don't know. But for whatever reason, I think it's a shame for whatever the point is that they're not attending is that they'll let whatever this thing is get in the way of celebrating a day that you're going to remember for the rest of your life and so will they it's it's disappointing I don't know if I've provided any help for you there but I hope as a message of support this has been of some worth and I'm so grateful that you have enjoyed listening to the show gee I want to go to Brooklyn Rich I want to go to Brooklyn yeah me too he does too so uh that's on our list when we travel to the states later in the year oh my gosh uh, so that's, yeah, that's all I have to say, but I'm so happy that you are getting hitched this week. Just give a little clap for Jennifer, Rich. Woo, woo, woo! Rich is in the background doing some actual proper work, but I said, I have to record now. So we have to switch off our music and I have to talk. So he can't hear what you're saying, but he can hear what I'm saying. Jennifer, all our love, all our best wishes and happy days to you. Our next voice message is from Bride Chiller Jess. Take it away. Hi, Alicia. I need some chillness stat. <laughs> um, I'm five weeks away from the big day, as they say. And um, I've been pretty calm through the process. Uh, it's been a bit of a challenge dealing with the feelings of others throughout, you know, the older generation and 
and their kind of interface with online platforms um, has has been a challenge. And we are getting married on this gorgeous private island that I'm so excited about. It's kind of the best part of the whole wedding. And we have to charter boats. And so we set a RSVP date that was, I think, pretty reasonable. It was six weeks out. And um, actually, I'm four weeks away from getting married at this point. And I still have people trying to RSVP. And they're responding with things like, oh, it might be me and a guest. And I didn't invite their guests. And I love these people dearly, but I (laughs) just don't even know how to respond without something like a total opposite of Bridechilla. Um, So yeah, some perspective would be great. I started taking St. John's wort because it's supposed to calm you down and that seemed to help, but I'm still pretty upset. I don't think these people really understand the amount of planning that goes into it, which fair enough because I didn't understand before going through this experience, but I just can't. I kind of want to be like, if you can't commit to it now, then don't bother. And this is the other thing. Well, on my rant. Um, I thought we did a pretty decent job of, you know, only inviting the people that really mattered to us. Uh, I mean, of course they all matter to us. Absolutely. Um, It's not a huge wedding, but we both come from fairly large families. You know, our immediate families are like 30 people each. And... I mean, not brothers and sisters, but like aunts and cousins. And, you know, these are people that we grew up with that are part of our past and future. But but what was surprising is that we had like a 90% RSVP yes rate. And that's from the A-listers. And... (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what I was expecting because it's a destination wedding. But maybe it's because people are looking for an excuse to take a vacation. Um, I don't know. I did have a cousin who I think invited themselves, but I kind of lost track of the the spreadsheet. So I'm not really sure if I actually invited them or (laughs) if they just invited themselves. It's a little out of control. Um, Trying to stay calm. And I will. It'll be fine. But I would really love some help with phrasing specifically and any other tips you might have. Thank you so much. And um, I appreciate you guiding me through this process of keeping it a happy day. (laughs) Bye. Okay, well, there's a lot going on here and I'm going to try and uh, hit the points here. Firstly, Jess, thank you so much for your message. And look, RSVPs are one of the most common gripes that I receive on this podcast people don't really seem to understand well no no they understand they just choose not to understand the delicate intricacies of not being an asshole when it comes to either not responding or responding and adding extra people onto the invitation which is totally a no-go zone and that is absolutely ugh, my pet hate it's so rude and then also not responding at all and just assuming that you have telepathic knowledge of them attending or not, or then responding and uh, with, with special extra things added to it. So look, it is surprising, as you said, if you look at, if you go online and you look at the statistics of how many people will respond and RSVP, 
90% is pretty high. And as you said, maybe it's because you're going to some beautiful private island. People are going, uh, F yes, we'll come to your wedding because you're also amazing, obviously. And it's a private island. So you've had a higher ratio of RSVPs, which can sometimes throw things out a little bit because you're not perhaps expecting all these people to attend. And as you said, you've got an A list and a B list and you need to try and fit this to make it all work. I will say, I think it's incredibly rude that you are four weeks out and people haven't gotten back. I don't think it's rude to send a message saying, I really need to hear a response. I do think it is important to be contacting people And you ask for ways to say this, and I'm never the great off the cuff because I always come across it a bit harshly, but a way to say to people that are just basically inviting themselves or adding extra members onto their invitation, I think you should basically write back and say, I'm really sorry, but this is really close to the date. We finalized our invitations. We finalized our numbers and we can't add any extra people on. I'm really sorry. Basically... It's not rude, and I think they're being very rude by firstly adding extra people on that you hadn't invited, and secondly, doing this shit four weeks out before the big day. No, it's a no from me. Absolutely not. There are ways, obviously, to say this without being a total asshole, but also they're being assholes, so go for it. I don't think it's bad. You may disagree. If you disagree, leave a message. But people really have a nerve, and it bothers me that they feel privileged enough to feel like They have the right to come in and do that. And also by adding extra people, it's costing you extra money and it's also costing you time by having to deal with this rubbish. Jess, please update me on what you decide to do. But I do think it's perfectly in your rights to just send a nice message to them, an email perhaps if you don't want to ring them. But I also find on the phone people aren't expecting you to be forthright with this sort of stuff. So maybe it's a good way to go, listen, I'm so sorry, but we did send this invitation out 50 years ago. And now you're applying with an extra person and we just can't handle extra people. It's a small space. Our budget, obviously when you bring in budget, people get uncomfortable and it's a great way to make them feel that they're, you know, being idiots. Uh, And, you know, you've left it really late. If you'd said this earlier, we might have been able to help. So sorry. As I said, you may disagree with me being blunt. I know I am Miss Tell It Like It Is, and it's easier for me to say this on a podcast than you to call your second cousin Jenny and say, listen, you're not coming to the wedding because you're a dick. But uh, that's why you listen to me. That's why I'm here. Right, Jess, thank you. Good luck. I want to come to your island. I really do. More after this very short break. And may I remind you that uh, if you hear a sponsorship announcement in this short break, I really would encourage you to go and visit the page or support the sponsors that I have on the show because they help me make this show and they help me keep this show free. I love you. I'm very happy to share this next uh, voice message because it is from Lisa. And Lisa, little did she know when she left me this voice message, has just been accepted as a bride chiller blogger. She's one of my first bride chiller bloggers. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know Lisa a little bit more and also getting you to know her a bit more. Does that make sense? Of course it does. And uh, sharing her story along the way. But let's just get to it. I was going to explain what this message is about, but she's going to do it for you. Professional. Hey, Alicia. This is Lisa, a bride chiller. Well, trying to be a bride chiller, calling to you from... Providence, Rhode Island, and I wanted to start by saying thank you so much 
for your amazing podcast. It's been so helpful to me ever since I got engaged on New Year's Eve, this past New Year's Eve, and our wedding is set for next May, which is very exciting. But like many brides, I entered this whole process not knowing at all what I'm doing. And so your podcast has been so helpful, just keeping me calm and also helping me just like figure out how to do this and realizing that I can do it the way that I want to do it or the way that my fiance and I want to do it. So thank you. Thank you for your humor and wisdom every week. It's been just like so helpful for me. And so the reason I'm leaving this voicemail, this is my first voicemail for you. Maybe there will be more. And I don't actually have a question, but I wanted to call in response to a recent episode, um, or I guess a couple of recent episodes when issues of wedding parties sort of came up. Um, In particular, I think there was a bride chilla named Sarah who had lost her friend and was having uh, somebody complain about an uneven wedding party, which is just totally ridiculous. Um, But I I guess I wanted to reassure her that non-traditional wedding parties are totally okay. And I hoped that maybe sharing my own plan would maybe help her and others out there who are sort of struggling with, like, feeling like maybe I don't want to have the completely perfect dresses or matching whatever. And um, so I, my fiancé and I are doing something totally different. Um, in fact, I don't even know if I could call my wedding party a wedding party, and I don't think I will, but they're sort of serving that role, only since we are musicians, all of our friends are musicians. And um, so my wedding party is kind of combining the roles of musicians with a wedding party. So we've got two string quartets formed, one quartet, or actually it's a quintet of my fiance's friends, and then my friends are a quartet. And so they're going to be playing music, like alternating playing music, and his group is going to play for my group while they walk down the aisle, and then my group is going to play for me while I walk down the aisle, and then they're going to combine and play music together, and it's going to be this whole big thing. Um, So that's, like, different. But actually, um, that's something that's more common in the music world, I guess, than anywhere else, but you won't really see it in a wedding magazine because weddings and magazines all kind of seem the same. So, um, nothing against wedding magazines, like, that's, it's beautiful, but we're going a different route that is suited to us, um, and so, yeah, it's totally okay to do something different. I just want people to know that, um, and so I almost feel like, in response to Sarah, like, I almost feel like leaving an open spot in her wedding party for her friend, like, that in itself is kind of a beautiful way to honor her friend. Like, there's this open place in the wedding party, and that's because there's this important person who's missing. And maybe you don't have to make a big deal out of it aside from that, but you could also, speaking as a musician, you could, like, incorporate a favorite piece of music of hers into the ceremony if you wanted to do that. Um, Probably better to do it more early on so that it's not, like like sort of putting a down mood on the thing, or you've got sort of the down early, but then like it gets happy after that. 
Um, and then like, I mean, who can, who can complain about that? Uh, and as far as gifts, this is something I've been struggling with too, because I have no idea what to give my wedding party slash musician friend quartet, quartet of honor people. Um, I've actually played in their weddings, some of them, and they've given me jewelry and while that's beautiful, I have to say I'm not a jewelry person and I have not worn the jewelry that they gave me since they gave it to me. So I, I don't want to give them something that they won't use. Um, and so a couple of things I've been thinking about are, well, one of them did give me after like a month after her wedding, she sent me a beautiful framed picture of our group of friends, and it wasn't even taken at the wedding, it was taken at the party the night before the wedding, and we were all just sort of chilling on the couch, and just looked happy, and I I really appreciate that gift, because, well, I'm really bad about framing pictures, but it's something that I actually, I would love to have more of, but I never get around to framing pictures myself, and I feel like that's probably pretty common, so I really love having that framed picture of my friends, I can just look at it and be like, oh, wasn't that a fun moment? And um, so I'm hoping to do the same and get some kind of wonderful picture of my group of friends that I can I can frame and send to them after the fact. But that being said, I do sort of feel the pressure of like wanting to send them home with something on the day of, and I'm not quite sure what that could be. A couple of things I've been thinking about are like finding some kind of local craftsperson and either getting some kind of um, maybe less traditional jewelry um, or like a piece of pottery or a mug, just something that's a little more like from the local spot where we're getting married in Rhode Island and it's just such a uh, artsy area. Providence in particular has just so many like artists and craftspeople and it would be really fun to like honor both our location and also my friends through getting them something I feel like, ah, like this mug really looks like my friend. Um, but then it's like, well, would that be dangerous for them to get back in the airplane? I don't know. So I'm, I'm still struggling with this. And if, if you come up with any more ideas or if anybody else has ideas, I would love to hear because it's not easy. And, uh, so the other thing that I just wanted to throw out there to hopefully help console other bride chillas who are struggling with this like pressure to have their wedding party or their wedding look a certain way or like follow a certain format. I recently just decided I needed to adopt the personal mantra of like my wedding is not going to be in a magazine. And that's not to say anything against Weddings that are in magazines, like if your wedding is going to be in a magazine, that's wonderful, and you can get a lot of inspiration from those weddings. Like, But a magazine, I realized, you're so right, that they have their whole set thing, and that part of their job is to sell stuff, and so they've come up with all these different ways that they can sell things. Like, every wedding has to have, you know, gifts for everybody, and everyone needs a welcome basket when they arrive. Here's some things you can buy for your welcome basket, and, like, maybe actually people won't care if there's not a welcome basket. Like, I... <laughs> um, so... When I'm feeling stressed or feeling pressure, I just try to remind myself, my wedding 
is not going to be in a magazine. Like, nobody's going to see it except for the people who I've invited. And um, if they have a problem with the fact that my uh, my groom has a quintet and I have a quartet, then, like, they are focusing on the wrong thing. Um, and that's their deal. So this is this is my wedding. This is your wedding to all my bride chilla friends. And you can do whatever you want, um, so long as it, you know, doesn't injure anyone or actually harm anybody. Obviously, we don't want to do that, but I don't think anybody suggested anything like that. So, yeah, I guess I just wanted to throw some of those thoughts out there to help um, anyone else who's struggling with these same things that we all are. I just wanted to conclude with saying thank you, thank you, thank you, and happy days. Happy days indeed. Okay, bye. Okay, that was an epic, amazing message. And I didn't even interrupt because everything that Lisa was saying was so valuable and worthy. I didn't want to be like, hey, I got something to say. But I did want to say, I think you're, just to conclude, I just want to wrap it up by saying I think your ideas, the way that you have formed the bridal party uh, message from the musician's perspective is such a lovely way to describe it. And fuck, it shouldn't matter what anyone else thinks. I know I feel... I think about Sarah's message and felt really hurt for her that these family members all come in with their, it's uneven. And then you're like, well, her friend has died. This is not even something, you know, I can't even take the piss. This is just like something quite serious. But also to say, really? This is what's important to you, that there are uneven numbers? So when you sum that up, Lisa, it really was just such a lovely way to do it and just fabulous. Also, your points about gifts I am such an advocate of not buying tat and rubbish that you don't need. And the fact that you just mentioned this idea that there is a lot of pressure. And I know I don't want to be like conspiracy theorist here, but let me just let you into a little bit of stuff that I know. Is that print media, look, it's not going well. Things aren't going well for magazines. People don't buy them as much. We're all on our iPhones and iPads and iHands or whatever we've got. And... You know, how many times do you go and buy magazines these days? Probably not as many as you would have two years ago. So the idea that, yes, they are trying to, you know, convince you to buy things, convince you you need things because they need advertising dollars, like I do too. I have sponsors, but uh, not nearly as many as them. But the idea that they are forming things that you need, quote-unquote, around things that companies are saying they should promote is a reality that's just commerce it's business it's been going for bloody thousands of years it's just new ways of doing it so you are 100 percent right lisa when you are looking at the stuff you need versus what you want versus what is actually going to provide value and worth for your day it's always great to just think about the pressures and the very clever techniques and ways that they present these ideas and just maybe stepping back for a second and going, is this something that is actually going to be memorable that I'm going to enjoy and is a good use of my time and money? So it's not just, you know, it's not just bloody wedding magazines, but they are a very clever, uh, they've got their down pat. They're very clever at what they do and they're gorgeous. And I like looking at them, but I've planned my wedding and we did it on budget and I'm proud of myself. And I know there's a lot of pressure out there on bride chillers and groom chillers to make this sort of aesthetically pleasing day uh, full of stuff, like you said, gift baskets and bloody 
turning up and they've got some sort of bag full of stuff to say welcome. I and mean, people don't expect that. That's, that's a very, very important thing to remember. I don't expect when I turn up to a wedding, I don't expect a gift basket or a bag. Rich, do you expect some sort of gift? Yes. Oh, well, he's a jerk. No, he don't. I love you. We don't expect that stuff. You're happy if you get a meal and a drink. And if you're planning a destination wedding, it's all about making your guests feel comfortable. So, I mean, I would far rather, if I arrived at a destination wedding, to receive a a piece of photocopied bloody paper saying, here are three restaurants to eat in the area, or here's four things that you should see while you're exploring this neighborhood. I don't care about a fucking bag full of tat that I don't need. There it is. I'm saying it. You're hearing it. That's the end of my show today. I am so grateful for all of your iTunes reviews. They are so important to me. Even if you listen on Android, log on and leave me a five-star review. Nothing less. I mean, if you want, if don't, hey, if you want to give, don't, don't even talk about it, Alicia. Move on. Uh, a review would be great if you've got a couple of seconds to write a couple of sentences because iTunes algorithms have some mysterious way of boosting me up to the top of the list when you listen and leave me love. Just saying. Also, if you want to buy a t-shirt, a tote, what else have we got? (laughs) A hoodie. It's coming into winter in some parts of the world. Uh, A cap, anything. It really helps support the running running costs of this here podcast. It's also nice just to see people wearing my wares. And if you have purchased one, tag me in on a post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and I will share with the community. Thanks again to all the people that have put their names forward for Bride Chiller blogs. You will see me sharing those this week and linking to them. If you are one of those bloggers, make sure that you share the post so your friends and family can read and uh, enjoy your wedding planning process too. It also might be a nice subliminal way to get a message through to people that are annoying you. Just saying. I'm always up for that sort of experience. Hope you're having an excellent week. Thanks again for your support and make sure to listen to tomorrow's episode of Significant Other where Rich and I talk about relationship things and I will probably go on a rant. If you haven't subscribed, jump on. I guarantee it will make you laugh and other things. (laughs) Until Monday, happy days.